All right, guys, welcome to this episode of the Inside Dirt Show, and uh, we're joined today with uh, Blake Williams, aka Bilko. Yeah, it's kind of weird now when I like fill in forms and stuff, and it's Blake Williams, and then yeah, most people don't even know that name. No. So. Well, you did a good job of branding yourself as Bilko. Yeah, I mean, it worked, but pretty much since I was 15, no one's called me anything different, so... You, yeah. were, you were Blake a long time ago. We'll get to pre-Bilko days. Yeah, we'll get to that. But uh, what's been happening, man? Uh, I mean, obviously not a lot with everything that's happening. Um, I've been in the performing industry. Every, <laughs> everything is gone no-no. Sure no. standstill, yep. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, Nitro Circus Tour got cut short in Australia and America got postponed. So just kind of waiting on that and seeing what happens. But uh, I got a driving simulator over here in Oz because I had one in America and that's pretty good way to burn about eight hours a day when you just sit there and just hunch just gears all day. Just waiting yeah. pass the time. Yeah, that stuff looks – I'm not going to pretend I know heaps about it, but um, I was actually just talking then because I was doing something with Recovery and the – the East series and Will Davison because you did the celebrity. Yeah, I did. The, the other apparently, night, right? I, they they I must have invited D list celebrities. <laughs> so if I made that status, but um, oh come on. So yeah, no, it was it was actually pretty cool. Yeah, Chad was in there. Dan Ridden was actually the fastest guy out of everybody and was doing lap, oh. yeah doing lap times as fast as they did in the the race they they had last time. So could be the future it, for Rito there racing. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun though. I mean, damn, I did the Bathurst three thousand in the week leading up, just lap after lap. After after the lap every day so um but you know like it's it's yeah like i said that pretty much took up a whole week of when you've got so much downtime that was amazing but yeah just driving that thing is it's pretty fun and because you do a lot of driving in the states right i do a fair bit i come not i wouldn't say a fair bit but uh yokohama there they were a partner with nitro circus and then uh myself and travis pastrana we're brand ambassadors for yokohama so they've sent us on some it's more like fun content race stuff it's not like actual official racing like anything cool but um i, I, mean, no, sure I wouldn't say anything cool sorry i wouldn't say anything like official official yeah like yeah. an indie car race or anything like, and it's nothing like that it's you know we just do events pikes peak hill climb which is pretty gnarly driving a Porsche up a side of a mountain. Is that the one you and Travis did recently? I yeah. saw that. Yeah. Yeah, you're driving up the side of the Colorado Rockies, climbing to 14,000 feet with your foot to the floor with no guardrails. And yeah, it's pretty intense. That's sick. It's about, ten, it's about 156 corners and a lot of them look identical to each other. And yeah, you want to go as fast as you possibly can. But at the same time, yeah, the mistakes aren't really tolerated <laughs> no not in those cars either right no i mean you got a roll cage but that's what travis said you give a freestyle motocross rider a roll cage i think they're invincible bad idea it's a bad idea but you know i had him covered i was faster than you know, i had him covered i was gonna smoke him but <laughs> yeah he's got a lot of experience i wasn't sure i mean travis kind of dips in and out of the rally thing i didn't know if they, they don't do that at x games anymore do they mm, no no they got rid of oh, they got pretty much rid of everything yeah uh, x games has kind of changed a lot hey? changed a lot Ever since it left Los Angeles, and even the last couple of years in Los Angeles when it went indoors just to Staples Center, and, like, you rock up to ride freestyle motocross and there's two 75-foot ramps and a, a dirt hit and you run rides around in a figure eight, it just, just got boring. Yeah, I think, and that's something I want to chat about more, um, you know, to, to span your career. I mean, we could be here for days talking yeah. about it play by play, but, you know, you, you're an interesting one to me in the sense that I honestly feel... Travis is Travis. I don't think you could compare him to anybody. Yeah, he's in the league of his own. I mean, it sucks now when you look at, like, medal counts. No disrespect to Jared McNeil. He's amazing. He's awesome. He's got, I don't know, four or five best whip goals. He's yeah. got four or five step-up goals. Yeah, he's been on a run the last few years. So, I, right now, I think in the in the 
count. the charts. Yeah, yeah, he has more gold medals than anybody in the in they call it the Moto X history. Or really, yes. he's at that point now. I think I think he's there, or he's basically tied or whatnot. But um, in saying that, yeah, it's incredible what he does. But the the one for me that's the hard one to get is freestyle motocross. Like its best trick is gnarly, but freestyle motocross is yeah. The, I mean not, that, and that was the holy grail for yeah. a long time. And I think the the point I was going to make is that if you look at Travis. He's been Travis since he was 14, 12, yeah. whatever the Terraforma videos were back yeah. in the day when, when even we were younger. Growing up, yeah. Yeah, um, but you've had a career that spanned, you caught the the glory days of the Krusty Tour, or at yeah. least, well, yeah, like yeah, 05, 06. 05 was my yeah. first year, and then yeah. we did a lot of indoor, sh- I probably did over 100 shows with Krusty, and then... And then you you caught the Nitro entire journey of Nitro Circus. I've been there start to finish. I've done more shows than anyone. There you go. <laughs> and then you've got, um, you know, X Games where you've you've had a lot of success at the competition side. So I guess what I'm getting at is when most freestyle guys have a, a shelf life, yep. they come and go, yep. you've managed to catch the glory days. You've gone through the competition days. Yeah, I, I mean, I, if I was smart about things and didn't throw it all on the line at too many occasions, I wouldn't have certain injuries and I, I would have probably spanned my competition days a lot a longer. longer. But yeah. yeah, now, you know, I got to the point at the end of 2012 or 13 and double backflips were around in a contest run and I'm like, look, I've gone through hell and high water. I've landed without my motorcycle several times. And yeah, yeah. Legs have just gone tink, snap, clink, bang, mm. bend, and yeah, you've had I, some serious injuries. Yeah, so after that, I was like, I've done all this stuff in the phone pit. I've landed a bunch of new tricks over the last four, five, six years that no one's done. And then, do I want to keep doing that? Do I want to like punish myself if if I added a double flip for my run? It probably would have made me from a seventh, sixth place guy to maybe just scrape on the podium yeah. and i'm like you know what i'm just risk reward yeah let's just do shows and and have fun with it because i don't really want to land upside down a foam pit 35 times and then land a double flip 20 times and then go do it at a contest in another country on a borrowed bike somewhere nah, this and that that's the thing for me nowadays with freestyle is like the risk reward is just mm-hmm. it's not what it used to be i don't think i yeah, mean maybe for the top guys it still is i'm not really aware of like the the small, the there's a small deal, pool, but like contest is absolutely nothing. Like back when I was competing, we had five rounds of the dual action sports tour. Yeah, random and then X fighters. There's X fighters. I only caught caught the last bubble of X fighters that sucked. I didn't really get invited till 2010. So and then I had just a bad year from there out. And they finished in like what 12 was it or 11? Uh, yeah, or they turned down to one event by the end of it. Yeah, um, but yeah, if it was it was only a select few riders that did it the whole time. So um, maybe you had the wrong color helmet on. Yeah, potentially. But um, yeah, yeah, I did. It wasn't until I won X Games that I finally got invited, which was kind of sucked. They invited me in 2007, but then I, the next day, or a few hours later that day, is when I smashed my ankle to pieces. Yeah, right. So um, yeah, I, if I had gone on board with them then, like once you're in with them, you're in. I probably could have done it from 2007 onwards. But um, that's when I really learned a lot about riding a 250 four stroke and traveling around and elevation. And yeah, I. We'll get into that, but I still can't believe um, that you were riding them 250 Hondas the way you were. Yeah, like, it, I, was, it was a roll of the dice. <laughs> the, um, Dave Dawes has been putting a bunch of them throwbacks up yep. on YouTube, and it was the, the 07 Dude Tour where you um, yeah. where you did your 
my ankle. Yeah, ankle I, got right. a, I got I got second place and I smashed my ankle. To yeah, pieces and, and you look at the practice footage, even the comp footage you had, and it's just raw sound, and everyone's like, and you're just, yeah, the eighty-five foot dead. Yeah, I left the lip on the rev limiter. Everyone's getting all this pop on the two strokes, and you're just kind of blowing through because you're hitting them so fast, but then doing threes and just that was a good. I think at that point that was when I was just overconfident and I didn't really care and I just knew I could do it and then it yeah ended in tears that's that's the interesting one for me too though with you because not like you and I have spent a crazy amount of time together over the years but I I've known you since way like back 12, when 12 13 so, yeah, raced 80s that's it yeah and there's two sides to you there's like public bilco there's smart calculated S- stupid risky that, that's what it. I'm saying is like a balance it's like if you you know, if you met you at a show and you're bouncing around and doing your thing and sending yeah. big tricks, you're that's like, show mode. Yeah, you're like, that guy's crazy, you know. Oh, yeah, but then yeah. if you meet you in a, a room, like. I'm sensible. Yeah, what he's trying to say is I'm sensible. No, I, I guess, what I'm, yeah, there's, there's, um, you've done, you've done well at establishing that persona and then I think you've done well at, you know. And it's not something like I go tried to play up to it's just when i'm in there and there's a crowd there i just, I just generally get excited and, no it's and part it's, of the show it's, like it's it is what, what it is yeah what pushes you to do that is a lot of is crowd motivation or mm. you know the, the recognition or being the first person to do something and stuff like that and you know i i use that to fuel a lot of the stuff i did over the years so well you need it because the stuff you're doing you got to get fired up yeah for, like. you can't just think you know, every, block everything out. Like you're thinking about the people in the crowd. You're thinking about the judges. You're thinking about your score. You're thinking about everything. And like, mm. I'm not going to go out and half do things if, yeah, that's not going to get you anywhere if you just come out with no energy and half do it. No, nah, and that was especially in the early days of freestyle. That was half the yeah. deal, wasn't it? Like, yeah. But some of those courses are so sketchy. Just like the landings were, if you parked up on top of them, like they were a bike width wide. I'm like, how am I going to 360 this thing? Because I usually drift like four to six feet. To, yeah, to the right. side and I'm like trying to line up which jump I can actually 360 because the landings are like a pyramid just it's like a triangle shaped landing with not even enough room to park sideways on top of it those due tour rhythms like you know I had a very nothing in comparison to you but I did a few years in the states doing like the freestyle thing and um Brody Wilson mm-hmm. I lived at his place for a summer and that was back in 08. That's when Jew Tour was, and Brody yeah. was going to Jew Tour. Yep, and there's one a month, yeah. Yeah, and um, so he built a couple of different... Um, he, the step on, step off was... He numb. built the elevated step on, step off, yeah. and it had a 120 foot To go off. to the big landing, yeah. Yeah, and he built a, a 75 to an 85 ramp to dirt. Yep. And the transition was like, the up ramp was at the bottom of the landing. Yep. And, you know, like I said, I wasn't at the level you guys are at with freestyle, but I could ride a bike pretty good. And yep. I wanted no part of either of those. I was just like, that is, you know, flipping in, flipping out. You'd be doing threes in and, and flips out or whatever. Like, I just showed up and went, all right, here we go. That's what the course is. Everyone else has got to ride it. And then, well, like I, don't I said, think I was too naive to the consequences of what could happen. I just said, yeah, we're going we're gonna to send it all. And Well, I just don't think people realise how gnarly that stuff was. Yeah, like, they try, like, they had a bit of a riders union going for a bit. I think Andre Villa was a main part of it, but trying to have, like, a an actual gap between jumps. Yeah, because like a set gap. Yeah, like between the landing and the next takeoff because there's been so many times, like Levi Sherwood broke his femur at the um, 
thing in Southern California because he hit neutral when he landed, and then as he went to you know yeah, basically, no, you basically no land on the down ramp. Yeah. But, but when we land stuff, it's usually we've just put our hands back on the bars and our feet back on the pegs. Like if you just supercross rode the a freestyle course, it's kind of easy. Like Handy makes it look effortless because he just jumps, Time whips it, it yeah. lands. But that way, you, your eyes are always pointing forward. You can already line up the next jump before you even land it. But if you're doing a flip, you can't see the next jump. Mm, you're blind. Yeah, if you're doing so, a flip yeah. combo, your hands aren't on the bars, and then all of a sudden you've got to grab your, your, grab your handlebars, or if you're doing an upright trick, if your feet and your hands aren't on until the second you land. And, like, if you're bringing your feet back from a weird position, that's when you can tap the shifter, put it into false neutral, mm, and that's... And it's just there's no time... Remember Villa getting caught yeah, trying Villa, to jump Villa, off and Yeah, he, he ended up trying to flip a ramp. He we had little foot hooks back in the day before he hooked our shifter and his foot was hooked in and he actually landed that hard, he kinda of sat down between the jump and it wasn't enough time and he didn't stand up before he went to his run yeah. was he was gonna flip the next jump, but he was sit, half sitting down. Yeah. So he got no rotation and next thing you know, he's ups, upside down halfway through the air and he tried to jump off, but his foot was still under his foot hook. Yeah, I remember that video of him just kind of. It was yeah. like a big old stretch out, and then he's just the, landed as soon upside as he, down. As soon as his foot like got it was still under the shifter, he did a full stretch out and then just stopped there and then stayed with the motorcycle and landed upside down with the bike on top of him. Mm, it was that was his femur, right? But yeah. All right, so let's go back to the beginning a little bit. Like I said, I don't I want this to go all day, well, I, but I smoke you on eighties. Oh, we can no, talk about that though. Actually, no. Well, so. My early, well, when we really spent some time together was when you came, came to, stay the UK, to the yeah. UK, yeah. And for those of you listening to this that don't know, I'm from the UK originally. So I just remember, it's funny, things you remember from being a kid. I think yep. I was 12, maybe 13. Yeah. So you'd have been like 15. 15? Yeah, yeah yep. you're a few years older than me. And when I lived in Oz, I remember you being around, but I don't really remember. I wasn't really that, that fast. That, that When you were in Oz, I wasn't really that fast. Yeah. And I was getting there. But, yeah, I came over and did the British Junior National. I got home from school one day, and it was before cell phones and, yeah. you know, and it was, you know, you had the old answering tapes yep. on the landline. Yeah. And it was, I think, your dad. And yep. he was like, oh, g'day, it's Tom Williams. Um, got your number. And we were hoping to come over and do some racing. Yeah. And then, yeah, I didn't, you know, dads organised everything back then. Yeah, And exactly. then next minute, no yeah, you guys rocked up and um, – you rode one of my eighty fives, and we did the first round of the UK Nationals, yep. and yeah, pulled a um, whole shot in the first race. You did you whole shot the first race. <laughs> I went straight through the massive puddle at the end of the straight <laughs> just to make sure <laughs> I just destroyed everyone with mud. So yeah, you because we had Jim Moreau, which was like Jim, our yeah, eighty five yeah. king when I was Cast a kid. Cast bike Honda. There you go. You got a good memory. I was yeah, going to say how much of that trip do you remember? But I have a fair bit because it changed locations like three or four times because of the weather or something. That's right. And we it ended was up next super to a, we ended up next to a pig farm. Yeah, we were at Finningley in Doncaster, and it was that sand track. Yeah, then the start straight had like a swamp halfway down. It's like if you don't get a good start, you're yeah. screwed. Or because you you hole shot the first moto, then I hole shot the last moto on the yeah. Sunday. Um, the puddle was gone by then, though. Yeah, I think it didn't yeah. matter by that point, yeah. but, yeah. I went from hole shot to down in the first corner in the second race, and starting. I went from the starting fast, first to starting last. Yeah, that's right. No, I, I just remember getting in from the first moto, and Dad was just ripping me. I think I finished 10th or something. I'm crying, and Dad's just losing his mind, and he's like, he hole shot. He hasn't been beer before, you know? Um, yeah, you beat me in every moto that weekend, I think. Oh, no, maybe not the last one. Why? I can't remember. But, yeah, anyway, that was a cool trip, but that kind of got the whole – um, obviously we got to know each other a bit there and yep. you guys stayed with us for a few weeks. And from there, I guess I always was fascinated with your journey as far as, because 
back in that day, like early mid two thousands, the guys at X Games and that it wasn't as accessible as it is now. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, so, uh, it was. It was. It was a huge deal, but it was just there was so little people doing it that it, it had. I mean, it, it had definitely kicked off as far as the X Games sport, but it was. You know, I mean, Twitch was around then, but you had Deegan Pastrana, Kenny Bartram, and but that, those guys were like legendary. Yeah, and I could never. It wasn't. You just couldn't relate to it. But I guess yeah. because I knew you from being a kid, and then the next time I remember us hanging out was. I come back out here in 03 when my family were thinking about moving back out here and I think I stayed at your house for a night and we hung out or whatever but this always sticks out of my mind too you had then you had a broken leg at the time I think you were still yeah, racing that's yeah, right I, yeah, I you were on the Yami 250s but you showed me these VHS cassette tapes that you'd made it was like you um, Brent Landman Sinks yeah yeah um, damn jumping damn Revelation jumping. 186 if, yeah, yeah and if you can check it out on iTunes it's never to be released because I'm not going to afford the music rights that I put on the video back then that's some good music it was like yeah. all the simple plan Sum 41 yeah. Everything. yeah it was it was a, it's a good video I still play it to this day my missus hates it oh you're not putting and revs on again I'm like yeah punk put era them. yeah I'm like yeah this is made me heyday babe made me mates with the we were the maddest dudes around. Look at us, damn jumping. Damn jumping. <laughs> and you, but I guess um, that's, you know, you were doing flips on the on the BMX, on the yeah. pushes into the dam, and and people are watching. And, and I remember watching, and you, you know, where I grew up in the UK, completely yeah. different world to yep. what you were doing in those videos. So you actually gave me a couple of them to come home with, and I'm like watching them, and it sounds dumb. I'd be like watching it, like, oh, you know, like you'd watch a Terra Firma or whatever, yeah, you yeah. know. Um, but that. That must have that's led into you doing what you do now. I'd say like that was the, yeah, the beginning yeah. a little I bit. Just, you know, I like, enjoyed that so, like that side of it so much. I enjoyed racing, but kind of when I turned senior, I mean, I, the world was against me. Not anything with racing wise. It's just like when I turned sixteen, I was still the size of a twelve year old. It's true. Turned, <laughs> you turned to, turn to senior motocross and yeah, like supercross. Man. I could jump. No way. As soon as I got to the whoops, I was I, the bike could manhandle me. Like you have to be strong enough to. And back in them old two fifty F days when they were big yeah, and heavy, but I could I could jump anything. Like second lap of practice, I'd jump the triple, kind of like Danny Anderson used to just ride out, just jump yeah. every rhythm, jump everything, and just have no problem doing it. And then you had like Bocker and he's. One two five, just ringing it on neck the Kato, just, yeah, it was just like, to get over any jump, and so like, yeah, but I I had great natural jumping ability from riding BMX, but yeah, I just didn't, I just didn't have the strength. I was like a child on a racing against men, so I yeah, I just stuck with my apprenticeship and you know raced Supercross mainly. I did, I never, I did one motocross national. I think it was at Horsham, obviously because it was a local round. Yeah, if you call Horsham local. But the only Victorian, local enough, yeah, yeah. So that was the only Australian motocross national I did, and I got absolutely waxed. Like I was probably twentieth to thirtieth or something. Yeah, so I just like, wasn't because I was going to ask that. Like I remember your Supercross days, like with the was it the Powerhouse Honda? Yeah, or, I mean, we had Powerhouse Kawasaki, and then the Honda, and then Honda actually gave us like manufacturer support, so that was awesome. Yeah, but, yeah. It started off. I just like I just go along with Cam, and then you know ride my Yamaha and whatever, and I could jump everything that that good people were but um yeah just like i said i just wasn't i was a kid against men so, yeah, yeah. yeah. but then you know we started doing the freestyle shows and that's how i met jono and so i'd end up you know, he's like don't do the expression session at halftime well like, i'm not really that good enough i got like two tricks he's like yeah it's right i've only got four just you know <laughs> just that so that would have been like like what like oh four oh 2003 i did a couple when i was on my yamaha but i, yeah. I was basically a full-time dedicated apprentice and yeah. i was just going away on the weekends having a bit of fun and then oh four 
and 05, like I had my mini bikes and I was racing mini bikes flat out and just basically doing supercross and then like the monster truck shows and freestyle and not, I didn't, and don't even think I rode a motocross track, but even through my whole career as racing motocross, even in juniors, I never really practiced. No. Like I'd go to Mosaic's maybe once, twice a year. Really? I year. thought you were more into it than that. I was into it, but like we didn't have anywhere to ride at home. We had to, I, I ended up having a few jumps and stuff. And well, you had the super, little soupy track and yeah, what was the cow? That was it. Oh, there's, there's Sookie, there was a couple. Yeah, Cow used to have in the... <laughs> yeah. Um, what was his name? Uh, George, I just remember George hitting Smith. golf balls at it one day or something. What? Yeah. Hit golf balls at my cow? You were with That's me. I, didn't, I wouldn't have had nothing to do with that. <laughs> nah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, like I obviously had a nice 1973 model Ford backer, mate. The thing was sick. It was about six times longer than any backer these days. But, yeah, and the bucket... It did the job. Yeah, yeah, so I built, you know, a lot of Supercross... Jumps. Gnarly jumps. Yeah. And then, so basically, when, from when I was in on my 80 days, I didn't have a motocross track, but it basically had a BMX dirt park in the back. I wouldn't say that, but like gnarly steep jumps for an 80cc. Yeah. So when I went to a supercross, like I just roll out and everything was, to me was, I wouldn't say easy, but like I was one of the first person to, to jump, jump people. But as far as like raw speed and talent, I, I wasn't in one of the fastest guys ever. I you just, had a you had BMX background too, right? Yeah, so but I just yeah, the thing I just see a jump, look to the side, size it up. That was the scariest thing was jumping the double or the triple on an eighty five because you don't want to go long or short. Yeah, yeah. You, you land go too far, you land on the base of the triple, but you can't. Once you turn the corner, you can't even see where you're aiming up to land because the up ramp's so tall and the landings are so short. Well, so to this day, I hate doubling triples because it's just yeah. yeah. I'd rather just send it and flat land the triples. It's normally my go-to first yeah. time, just, yeah, off just the flat seat. Land, flat yeah. land and then work your way back. It's a lot better than coming up short. Oh, man. Um, so, you know, like you said, apprentice, you were doing the supercross thing, doing yep. the expression sessions. What – where did that um, – Spiral I remember, out of control. <laughs> yeah, no, <nah, laughs> a little bit, but – what was it, 04 you had the first flip? 04, yeah. I mean, that's that was one of the biggest things because it Cause was... you just posted it on your Instagram the other day. Yeah, we um, it was a couple of weeks ago. It was a bit of a throwback. Had a massive long story to it. So most people probably didn't click on the caption, read all of it. But um, yeah, it was the start of 04. We did that. It's when they had the SEL Supercross Nationals. Right. Which was an awesome series for Australia. Um, I remember watching that in the UK randomly. Like yeah. it was... Oh, I, don't, I don't remember how I saw it, but... That's when you were on Hondas, but obviously no, it was you Cowie. were. No, was, was Cowie. Cowie. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, me, we were a powerhouse Cowie, me and Cam. And then uh, I won my semi. I was beat Ryan Marmont, had him covered. Um, yeah, won <laughs> no my biggie, semi. No biggie, yeah. yeah and then, um, but I, like I said, I, I got, you know, kind of got lucky, got a good start. And in the final, that's when the first time I think they had whole shot bonuses for the for the races. And <laughs> yeah. Cam was in like gate 10 on the very outside. And he got a bit of a jump and he just held that thing wide and just had no chance of making the corner. But, but he, he took the whole shot. He crossed, yeah, he crossed <laughs> yeah. the line first and he got the whole shot bonus. I'm like, where were you going, mate? You ended up in the fence. He's like, yeah, but the whole shot was there. So I just went for it. <laughs> and then I ended up getting fourth. And then the next week, I uh, was Townsville and I broke both my wrists. So, oh, okay. um, like, shit, my bike was busted up in a scrap. I bent the clamps, busted a radiator. Someone else rode over it or landed on it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just went straight in the back of the back face of the triple because I hit first <laughs> gear on that takeoff. It'll do it. And, um, yeah, just both <laughs> yeah. arms were snapped. I remember getting the ambulance. I walked over to some MA official and he's like, You're all right. I'm like, Can you take me home off? He's like, What do you mean? And I just lift up my arms and one had like. <laughs> 
two square edge marks in it where my bones were completely oh. dislodged, and then the other one was just big, like fat and rounded off. Yeah, but yeah, both, obviously both broken. Mm. I'm like, yeah, because uh, I can't use my hands at the moment, mate. And he's like, oh, yeah, and he freaked out. I'm like, just take my helmet. It was Townsville, and it was January. It was so freaking hot. Hell, I, couldn't, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't even wipe the spread off my forehead when my helmet come off. My arms just sting in with your eyes shut. Yeah. yeah, and so yeah, it was pretty cool. And then when I left, the dude told, at the airport told me to take my my belt off. I'm like, mate, can you Are just you wave serious? your little wand over it? Like, you know, I set the metal detector off. So what? I got two casts on my arms. I clearly can't really take my belt off. My pants are probably going to fall down. Got my mum with me. She's going to hold me pants up while I walk through the X-ray machine because you because my belt. <laughs> Would have been back in the day when baggy jeans were a thing. Oh, too. yeah, I probably had, yeah, size 32 dickies on, you know, just killing it. Started belt, yeah. I but, yeah, why. after that, I, I didn't ride my big bike for over six months. And not It's not that I didn't want to ride it or, like, the injury. It's because most people, like, if an injury messes them up, they don't want to get back on the bike. Yeah. I wanted to, but, like, I like I said, I didn't even fix my bike for a couple of months. I was just rehabbing, really yeah. And then I was going, because that Supercross series was basically one every weekend. Uh, bar a couple of weekends off so i'd still go with cam and go and like, yeah. see everyone and watch all the riding i uh, do a bit of a commentating for that and then um yeah after i just was riding my mini bike and having some fun but going to work like six days a week <laughs> doing the the work in life yeah because what are you you're diesel mechanic right uh fitter and turner fitter and turner and then and that's when the 50s started booming and everyone was bending their frames and forks and i just started fixing them at work and i was just i'd Little side business, yeah. Just yeah. Working Saturdays, oh, really? Mate. Yeah, I was making Hustling fifty parts. Yeah, yeah, making chrome molly fork legs and cutting people's frame and putting a, a strengthening tube in it so that would thing wouldn't rake out. Because yeah, yeah, hundred kilo dudes driving a kids bike and they'd all just bend. So, but let's talk about that flip because back in so oh four, it's probably about I think we're in like maybe the top 20, first 20 people. To yeah, do. there wouldn't have been a whole bunch of guys doing them. No. Nah, nah. so and there was no foam pit, no nothing. Nah, you just went I mean, I'd it. done it, I'd done it on a mini, but I'd BMX into water. I'd done it on a mini BMX to dirt. I'd done it on a mini bike to oh, dirt. Oh, I remember you doing them in dirt on the 50. Yeah. It was in one of them VHSs. Yeah, I did about 35 and it was, or something. And oh, that like, ramp was the most ghetto thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it was, yeah, but yeah can build it. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, straight up. Yep, so. Yeah, because you weren't you and Cam trying to do it at the same time? or Yeah, well, that's funny because we went out to the place in South Morang and I had my 50 and he'd been talking about flipping for ages and he had a few failed attempts. And um, I had my 50 because I'd just been riding it and just, you know, hitting 35-foot gaps on a, off a freestyle ramp. I think yeah. I was mad on my mini bike. And then I'm like, oh, you know what? I'll throw my boots in. And then he sized it up for a bit. And I'm like, give me a bike. Let me ride it for a bit. And I hadn't ridden for six months. And I jumped on his bike, hit a couple of ramps, and I started sizing up the, the flip ramp because I had hay bales on the landing. And then I was doing it in second, and it kind of was too boggy, and I committed, but it was like, and then I just looped out and chucked it. And so I tried first gear. And then so I went and ran in first gear a few times. Yeah. And like, you know what, here we go. And then, yeah, did one. And they're like, yeah, and they call come running to, like, grab me when I stopped. And I just took off again. And then they're like, what? We kind of give you props and then like you bron- Bronte and yeah. Bronte like, ah, and I just said, no, nah, like if I've done one, I'm, I'm going back to back. Do just, another one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not going to stop and let everything slow down. Then turn around, did two, three, four. And then, yeah, then I stopped. Yeah. So is that, that's on YouTube, that VHS, did you say? Yeah. That, that, my first flips were on YouTube, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it worked, came around. Yeah. So it was a standard ramp jacked up at like that's 40 right. something feet. So I mean, you had to give it a good tug, especially on the 250F, because you're coming in with a lot of a lot of speed, and then and them 250 cowies back in the day were pretty. Um, yeah, mine was all right. 
Carby. Yeah. Nah, yeah, yeah, they were Carby. Yeah. yeah they the, were Suzuki the, and Cowie the, were the same bike, do you remember? Yeah, they were, yeah. Hondas were the, oh, the, the classic Honda bog. They were the worst. Yeah, I remember racing them back in the day. Yeah. Drilling drilling holes in the Carby slide and putting fish wire in to try and keep it open a little bit so it didn't bog. Take the metal plate out the bottom, put that, <laughs> put the float level so high that if you put it on a triangle stand, fuel pours out. So. <laughs> Everyone in between. So, all right, um... You the the mini bike craze takes off, then you guys get on Krusty, right? Doing the the mini yeah. bike show. Yeah, oh, that was that same year. It was oh four. Yeah. I think it was after that tour. Um, yeah, because Nate's on a jersey. He's like, keep flipping, because I was flipping me mini bike off yeah. the back of the landing. He's like, keep flipping. I bet he wishes he didn't say that then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, no. um, but yeah, so that was oh four, and like I said, that was when I wasn't riding big bikes yet. I yeah, just, yeah. As just I said, doing not that I didn't thing. want to, but just working. And then the Krusty tour came along. It was only three shows: it was Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane. And I went to the Melbourne, obviously being the first one, and flipped me mini on on the backside of the landing. I'm like, yeah, we're using the show. I'm like, oh, this is sick. Yeah. Got to meet all those guys and half hang out. Like I wasn't one of the cool kids back then. No, nah, I mean that would have been the glory, glory days when yeah. it was like. Yeah, yeah, that was when that, that, it was like a rock star tour. Then, yeah, yeah, that was like Motley Crue coming to town. But um, I remember, yeah, you got that photo of you with I think Twitch or something, and you're just, yeah, 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 just like, like little little, little Bilko with your beanie on, and yeah. yeah. So that yeah, that was good. And Did then, you think then that you would be nah, where no, you I, are? Now? No idea. But like, I mean, that's the, I just love watching it and the show and the atmosphere. And then yeah, but still at the time, I just was like, yeah, I'm gonna be a pump. I was going to be a pump mechanic my whole life, so I just kept going back to work and then just riding in the meantime, and then, yeah. So it happened pretty organically, I, I guess what yeah. I'm getting, I, I thought it was, for some reason, because you came to England to race and stuff, and and I always, only times I would see you as a kid were like on TV if we had something in Europe for you doing Supercross, and I was like, I thought you were a lot more into it than you were. I was, but like, I mean, I rode Supercross mainly, like motocross didn't really yeah, just didn't care work. about it. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, I did it like 16, 17, did this, the state titles, but that was still in B grade then, so yeah. it, was, it was good, but like I said, you go A grade when you're, you know, the size of a 12-year-old. Yeah, it's just not going to work. I, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that I was... Like I gave up on it. I just, but I didn't practice. I I didn't ride. I just worked, and then I rode my supercross track in the backyard. So supercross was, was for me was easy. Came yeah, second nature. And so. then yeah, 05 was when they like I we me and Cam would just go in the same van. We'd go do the supercross on the Saturday night. We'd stick around and do the monster truck show on the Sunday. Yeah, and make good money for the both doing the expression session and the the monster truck show plus riding fifties at the same event. Yeah. And that's just what it was for. Like, 05 was probably the funnest year ever, just... Because yeah, it was su- new and fresh. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't have any decent results in Supercross in 05, but, I mean, I got two fourths in 04, but that's, yeah, for eight, eight rider grid in the, in the best in Australia, like, yeah, making the finals pretty... Pretty cool, yeah. It's, yeah, it's pretty reasonable for me. So, I was I was never going to make it as a factory race. I just, I didn't, I didn't have the speed for one, and I also just had that mentality that I was... I wouldn't, I was just going to work. Yeah. So it's interesting to me that, I don't know, I guess, like I said, outside looking in, I, I thought you were a lot more involved in the sport than that as far as at a racing level. Cause I know like, and we'll talk about this in a sec, but you had like, you know, Cade Mosig, Brent Lamman, like yeah. factory racers and, and Bronte, yeah. you know, all guys that, that we grew up racing with um, over here that, that went on to have factory rides, and I guess because you were in that clique, I kind of thought you were more. Yeah, I, I mean, I was into it, but I didn't go 
pound out motocross motos like two, you three didn't days like quit week. school and no freaking, no you know. i did i just stuck with my job like, yeah like i just thought that was my career path i didn't have so, I, I had natural ability but i didn't have like i said the strength to to i could have maybe by the time i was 19 20 i could have had a shot like if i developed and actually grew into a man's uh, body i mean i think the way you did it was a smart way as in you were you know you're aware of where you were at and yeah i mean i i i quit my job and Six months later, I did my first X Games and got a bronze well, medal. That, so. That's what... All right, so I want to talk about the South Side and everyone you grew up with a little bit more yep. in a minute. But let's... How does rolling around in a high ace, in the race ace, doing the expression sessions and the Monster Jams and still working a full-time job, how do you go from that in 05 to doing a cliffhanger flip in 06 and getting a medal at X Games? It's like the end of 05 and there was a dude in um, Terrell and Carl. He's an awesome bloke. Um and he had a foam pit down there, and we're just like, oh, I'll come give it a crack, and mm. and just started, as you do, you're like, what tricks do you do up the right way? You can do them upside down. Mm. And I was like, oh, you won't do a cliffhanger. I'm like, I'll give it a shot. And then within three jumps, I was like fully stretched. Fully extended. And then, so I, I kind of used that to get me into some contests in America. There was like three of them, and... Um, at the start of the year, the IFMAs. Yeah. yeah, you did a few of them, I think. Yeah, yeah, I did. I think they were a show by the time I did them, but I think when you it was, did them... It was like... A, was it got, scripted, like, when I did them, when you did mm, them? Got, you got start money, but it's still a contest. If you, like, won the double the doubles contest and you won the, the night, like, you'd walk away with good money, but you still you were still getting paid either way. Yeah. But it was, yeah, it was a contest thing. So I did three of those. That's right. I forgot you did the IFMAs. The second, yeah. I did three, but the second one was the had a double-double. It's the first time I've ever hit a double-double. Yeah. And I, I never, when I do a 360 or a flip, I never have my fingers on the clutch mm-hmm. because I did it once this time. And as you lean back and pull on the handlebars, I, I pulled the clutch in. Yeah, and yeah. If, for those of you who don't know, to get a motorcycle to rotate, you don't need sheer arm strength. Like you don't need huge arms. You just need to accelerate off the ramp. The wheel has to keep spinning. Yeah, and yeah. That, the drive off the ramp, it's like doing a wheelie on flat ground. If you wheelie off the ramp, it'll it'll spin around. Mm. But if you pull the clutch in... It's not going <laughs> to, yeah. It's not going to drive forward. It's not going to rotate the bike. And I didn't know. And, you know, you did a double knack, fingers on the clutch so you can get back on the bike and then landed and, and just went, yeah, and just hit the thing to flip. And I'm like, yeah, I'll do that into a whip flip and just pulled the clutch in off the ramp. And oh, just, just nothing. Yeah, and as I come around, I think I put one arm out and I landed like my front fender and my arm at the same time, like mm. trying to go like, oh, look. yeah, put my hand out to yeah. save myself. But yeah, basically landed my front fender and just, yeah, a cartwheel, walked away from it. But yeah, that was the first time I hit a double-double. That was a sobering lesson. Yeah, it was... Um it was an interesting time there with, I think, because the IFMA in the glory days in the early 2000s yeah. was like a legit contest tour. Yeah, that, I mean, it was fun. Like Mason was on there, Adam Jones, guys like that, um, Bamberg. So anyway, I did those three contests and then I had the So that was after X, was that before no, that was before, X? before X, I yeah. I had the cliffhanger. For, I'd only done it in, the, in foam by then. Yeah. And But I, the guy said you might be worth a best trick invite. And I actually went to Travis's between those shows and I was doing it into his phone pit, and his dad was blowing up, like ringing Travis, saying, "Oh, this dude got some kid down here jumping in the phone pit doing a cliffhanger flip. What are you pussy been doing the whole time?" Oh no, he's just carrying on. Just he being his dad, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then so like he was at Bartram's house, and the next thing they got in the phone pit, and he was ringing me the next day, and I never met. I don't think I'd met him. How'd you point. get out there? I, if you're on the east coast doing the IFMAs, then I was you'd have been Mad Mike. <laughs> oh, up in PA. Yeah. So he took Dude, I've got there. some Mad Mike stories, yeah, man. My goodness. 
But yeah, so like he took me to Trabs and I was right I was on his KX two fifty and I was doing cliffhanger flips in the in the pit and um yeah, his dad was just ringing Travis and he was at Bartram's joint and the next day they're in the phone pit and he's sending me pictures and videos and telling me to explain it how I do it because he can't figure it out for really? the life of him. I'm like, oh, mate, it's easy. You just jump off and slap your feet on the forks. and <laughs> Just typical Aussie way. Just, yeah. oh, like, just you, do it, all mate. All you do is just hit the ramp, jump off and catch the handlebars with your feet. What's, what's the big deal? But, yeah, I look at it now. Like, I used to let go of my hands before my feet were clamped, so. I remember, like, that one at X was, because, like I said, you didn't see anything back in the day. There was no socials. Yeah, and then nothing. I just remember catching that on TV and being like, number one, holy shit, that's Bilko. Yeah. And then number two, like, you were vertical. I mean, up yeah, and it was, down. Yeah, I've got some good pictures that yeah. one. It was, yeah, it was straight up and like, down. So that's that's the way you want to do it, especially when you come to X Games. And I was like, oh, I wasn't sure about this guy, especially with his noisy bike, because I was the only four-stroke in the whole stadium. Yeah, everyone else but, is on the two bangers. And, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, so that that was interesting, yeah. So I got the X Games invite, and then I got there, and I didn't really think much of it and did my thing. I ended up tied for third, and tra- I, tra- I was tied for second, and then Travis did his double, which was speechless back then. Yeah, that was... So the whole stadium went mental. Like, they did a standing ovation for, like, 15 minutes. Well, like, de- deserved it, but that whole time I was still tied for third, and I'm like, do I get a medal? I don't. Am I third or am I fourth? What do I like, get, what's yeah. what's the tiebreaker? And no one could tell me because... Everyone was just speechless with what Travis did. And I'm like, like, yeah, they're like, good job, man. You did sick. I'm like, do I get a medal or not? Because there's yeah. a huge difference between third and fourth. Yeah, as well, far I've, as like bonuses. I, no, I'm not even, I wasn't even thinking about the bonus. I'm like, it's a podium or it's fourth place, which I've finished fourth many times and it's the worst spot. Yeah, I'd rather finish last than fourth. Yeah, I get what you're saying. It's yeah, like, and, but yeah. I'm like, can someone please just inform me of the situation? Like, how do you get rid of the tiebreaker? Like, or do we both get medals? Am I getting a medal? Or am I Because if I'm not getting a medal, I'm going home. Like, yeah, what's the go? Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was literally about 40 minutes of just scrambling and everyone, you know, praising tra- Travis like he deserved. But I was, yes, in myself, I was like, mm. and they're like, yeah, you got it. You got a third. You got an X Games medal. And I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. And it didn't really sink in for a little bit longer. Like, dude, you came here as a rookie and you, and you got a medal. Like, all these Americans have been doing it for year after year after yeah. year. And you just showed up. And I nearly didn't get one. Like, I was tired, but. The trick that tied me, it shouldn't have tied me, but it did. I can't remember, because Travis did the double, you did the cliffy, oh man. Rabot did an underflip knack, one-hander, which is pretty impressive. But uh, they said they scored me less, because I hit the super kick arm. But, and then Nate did a no-handed flip to Nona Lander without touching the bars, but it's not, yeah. I mean, that's scary. Well, this is, I think, a theme with yourself, as in, I think a lot of the stuff you've done, like the 360s, when did you start doing threes off 75? I did... Forty like same night that I did a cliffhanger flip. I did a hill oh, kicker three. Kick flip. That's right. Hill yeah. three off um forty five foot, and then I kind of stopped doing. It. I did, I probably did ten threes off seventy five before I went to dirt. Yeah, maybe ten in the pit. Ten fifteen max. I can't imagine threes in the pit being a lot of fun. Uh, and nothing in a foam pit's fun, especially no. off seventy five because you just go from so much Let's forward momentum to, to a nothing. dead stop. Yeah, I think. Like, I built my own pit, and sadly, I listened to Cam's advice. He said, oh, yeah, Torres's, <laughs> Torres's foam bit's got really, really soft foam. Like the, He used, like, the – and I, I think I bought, like, ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 worth of foam blocks. Yeah. And the guy's like, what grade do you want? Like, how firm? And Cam's like, yeah, get the softest stuff. Get the softest stuff. That's what Torres has. And, like – So you're just blowing through it like when you, you – yeah. Like, you can squash it with your hand. Like, what, the blocks you can squash with your hand. So you figure you landed on a dirt bike off 75 foot. Like, you basically just went through the whole thing. You oh, just compacted. Man. Yeah. It was – Because your phone pit had a roof on it, though, didn't it? Yeah, it just, it just slid off to, towards the back. But, yeah, yeah like, just, I elevated the ground as well uh, – the 
the floor level to the air under it because otherwise you just, people just put tyres down and it just goes mouldy. Oh, they're, and they're full of snakes and God knows what. Yeah, I'm not worried about the snakes. They stay no. in the bottom. But yeah, just to um, <laughs> just to let the air go through it, like a, basically like a house floor, you put stumps in, joy spares, and then instead of like um, chipboard down or whatever for the floor, I just put chain link fence so yeah. that it'd get air under it. But I mean, that meant there was less foam in it and it was just, it was just a really hard pit to land in. So I didn't use it as much as... I probably should have. thought you would have, yeah. Yeah, I think the last time I jumped in at 75, I, I landed that hard and I kind of landed where I did the time before and the front sunk down. And I remember the front fender snapped. Front mudguard, sorry. <laughs> Getting all American. Um, well, hopefully we'll have international front, viewers here. So. The front mudguard snapped and like folded up and it was resting against the front number plate next to my helmet and my hand was next to the fork guard because the bike just stopped and I just yeah, speared just forward. just got smoked, and yeah. And just hit my hips on the clamps and then just was, yeah, like I said, yeah. So it's like at that point you're like, well, I've got it down and it's easier than going to the pit. Just get oh, that it done. Was, yeah, that was just to like mess around the pit. But this this was a couple of years later. I did a Deegan's pit off a US ramp on my Honda, and then went to that contest on the Gold Coast, King of the Coast, and just said, all right, screw it, I'll just give it a crack. Wow, I forgot about those. I mean, that was before my time in Oz, but I remember King of the Coast. What was the other one? Rev Narragin was it? Rev Heads? Yeah, Narragin Rev Heads. Yeah, I never went to that. You never did that one. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just so I just did it, and then seventy five. Just became so. Was it Nate then you, or mm. Nate was the first and you were the I think second? Degan did it first, and oh, Degan and Travis did it the same. Well, night. off the super kicker, I guess. Yeah. But you guys were the only ones that really did it consistently off yeah, seventy five. Yeah. Nate just looked over his shoulder a lot, flip and kind of whipped. His OG ones though, they were legit mm. before he got knocked out a bunch, right? Yeah, I mean, because that's the thing. It's it's a fine line with a flip. You can over rotate and under rotate. So let's just say thirty percent. Either way. Yeah. And get away with it. You, if you over-rotate a bit much, you're going to land on the back wheel front end high and slap the front end down just as long as you don't let the bars slip out your hand, you're good. But a 360, you land like 5% Either way. rotated or yeah. 5% over-rotated. That means your back wheel's not behind your front wheel. And you're either going to get a nasty head slap, which for me wasn't an issue, but for guys like Cam and Nate, um, yeah, they would been knocked out about like twenty far too many times. times yeah, yeah. even too. even before that double flip, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, he got knocked out three times in three days. That was wow. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Good old Cam Sinclair. Yeah, he's a legend. He's a character. Love you, buddy. I was gonna get Sinks in soon too. I was t- contemplating having both you guys in at the same time. Nah, he makes me answer his questions for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you remember better than me. That's pretty much what he'd say. Yeah, it's it's funny because you guys obviously – let's talk about that for a minute before we go back on the timeline. So, like, the, the south side, you guys have always sort of – Yeah, we met at Dan Young Motocross Track and yeah, that's where I met Bocker and the Mosics and, and Cam. And but basically I think- Cam and I went toe-to-toe with everything, like – he was the one that pushed me to do a bit more freestyle and I was just like, oh, I'm going riding, so what are we doing? We're going to do supercross or ramps? He's like, I'll do this today and I'd just tag along and tag do along it. Yeah. And, and yeah, so and then we rode fifties together, we did all the fifty stuff together, all the monster truck shows together, all the supercross freestyle demos together. When you when you look at a, a geographical area, because everyone knows you've got like California and you got Marietta and SoCal and that's yeah. like the place to be. But if you look at Australia back then you know, in a in a geographical area, you had like you and Cam. Yeah. Um. You had Mozig, yep. Keisha, Adam Monya. Yeah. Um. Adam Bailey. Yeah, I was Bailey. I was riding with Bailey, Robbo, Howley, yeah. Benny, Howley. Yeah, even like Bogger and the boys. Like there was such a core crew here. And again, this was before my time. I caught like the end of it when I got out here. But yep. um, 
yeah, like pretty unique setting as far as like a lot of factory race. Like you got the guy that promotes Ozx Open and and runs one of the bigger agencies for yeah. sport in the country came out of that crew. You got like Kate and Keisha and and that the factory races, good careers, and, good careers. Yeah. and then you and Cam having X Games success and doing all that and. And really, if you look at it, with you know everyone's from three or four sleepy towns on a peninsula yeah. down here in in the Peace corner the of uh, yes. you know the country. It's it's bizarre almost. But yep. that group, I guess, is what pushed everyone to do. Like Bronny Holland, yeah. Uh, Bronny's not with us anymore, but like man, that yeah, whole he, he, yeah he was you know he's on his way to being a professional racer his whole life. Yeah, yeah. It's um he was one of the few guys who could beat me straight up on eighty five when I lived here. Yeah, yeah. He was fast. Yeah, he was fast. But yeah, I guess what I'm getting at is like such a core group you guys had, and all, yeah, all and still yeah, have done pretty big things in the industry, so to speak. So yeah, and all in our own ventures, you know, like the stuff Bailey's doing now with Supercross. It's like how good Supercross was 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, he's know? he's bringing that that. Um, I missed the last one. Though. I was in hospital. To, you know what's funny is we can talk. I I literally just got to Marvel. And yeah. I was in the the pits. It was like pretty that sure everyone just got there. Yeah. No, nobody's seen it, but they no, were out the back, and I then just they seen heard, it get water. And then you know when you hear it, and you're waiting for the bar to ride out. Yeah, and I didn't hear that, and no, I'm there like, was, there was no ride. And out. the next minute, everyone's Bilko just crashed, and everyone's running, and that was kind of the end of it, really. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. Like Brooks, he was in the bobcat, and he's like, <laughs> I was pretty happy that he got up and walked off. I don't know how. I yeah, I went four meters to the ground head. That landing was was fairly steep. Yeah, I mean, I did come up short, but there's no, there was no margin for, there was no. I remember doing the track walk and see. I think we texted about it, but yeah. your, your your frame rails were just in the land. Yeah, I left a good imprint there. I think my head didn't even leave an imprint on the ground, but that's because it was like concrete. But um, <laughs> yeah. So, but that, yeah, like Bailey's doing that, and everyone's had, you know, everyone's. I mean, Keisha, you know, Mosey, everyone's kind of finished up their racing careers now, and yep. Cam, I guess you could say Cam's part time. Yeah, he's a part-timer. You know, doing his... Drives um, a truck now. That's where he's doing his business. Yeah, he's yeah. killing... Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, he's like, he's still happy. That, you know, the two as we do, he, like, you know, he's got... He's married with two kids, so home life's good for him. So he doesn't want to travel all, all around the world yeah. continuously. So he just does this uh, New Zealand and Oz Nitro stuff. It's good. It's cool. It's cool that he's still involved with it. And um, it's a shame his house just got... Uh, yeah, I know. That's down. why I, I, like, refurbished my place after plenty of years off and we still haven't ridden there just because of all this rain well yeah you're doing i mean you're doing sit super low don't yeah, so, so as soon as it rains i mean the, the landing's completely dry but as soon as you land after it's just straight through the puddles and mud so i used to go ride at cams a little bit a few years ago it was fun but yeah the neighbor no yeah good, he's not a very nice bloke but anyway so um that's story. <laughs> but yeah a lot i mean again there's plenty of stuff i want to go back on but like you're you're still going as far as your career. And I, I know like when you used to train at my gym back in the day, we kind of had some conversations and you were like, Oh, I'm not sure how much yeah, longer I'm going to go. And you know, and here we are here <laughs> yeah, you're still going, but this is the longest you'd have been home for a long time. Hey. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't for this COVID stuff. I'd, I'd probably, I'd be back in America now because we had seven Oz Nitro shows and then I'd straight into a US tour. So is, is basing yourself out of the States, I guess, number one is, is America home or is Oz home? <sighs> I mean, they're, they're both home. I yeah. mean, like Australia's home for me, um, but I am a US citizen now. But so you're a citizen. So say like when you eventually when I, when I retire, retire I, yeah, I'm coming home. You'll yeah, be back yeah. here. I'm coming home. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't live there for the rest of my life. No way. No. Especially Southern California. It's like yeah. the armpit of America. Yeah, it's it's funny. You know what? Like I went back there about three or four years ago, and I hadn't been there since I was um, there, like living the dream. You know, yeah. doing the whole the the, the riding freestyle deal. 
And um, when I went back, I was like, wow, this place is a bit of a shithole, actually. It's, so, it's changed so much because back when I first went there, like, that's when we had five rounds of Juto. We had X Games, LG, Action Sports Championship. We had uh, X Fighters that I wasn't doing. But still, that was, that was like one, that or was two, the scene, yeah. one or two contests a month. So, like, you go up in the morning and it's like, okay, such and such is riding at Fice House. Two people are riding at Deegan's and two people are riding at Nate's. Like... There's three different compounds within a you know, five-kilometre like radius. contest guys in the world. Yeah, all yeah. just, like, they do a more. Because it was weird. Me and Cam, when we used to go ride, we used to go somewhere, you know, pack an esky and just spend a whole day and just, like, do a couple of hours, kind of, like, look yeah. at video footage, go back and ride again. They just, like, get up and go ride for, like, half an hour, 40 minutes, then go home and then come back and do an afternoon session. Yep. I'm like, oh, why don't you just ride for, like, six hours and smash it all out and, <laughs> like... Practice, practice, watch the footage. I guess it's footage. different over there, hey? Like, yeah, I mean, oh, they just had a different schedule and that because the, they knew the weather was always fine. Yeah, they could be, yeah. yeah I they, guess in, you catch a day in Osra, it's not windy. It's yeah, like, exactly. all right, we got to yeah, ride. It's not raining. Like, yeah. if you're in Melbourne, you're okay, we've got good weather. Like, we're going to make the most of it. And you ride all day, nonstop. Yeah. And because the next day, you might ride for four or five days if it pisses down rain. So, true. Yeah, and I was just like, well, you guys finished riding already? <laughs> like, I was going to ride till lunchtime. They're like, no, no, no. Yeah, we'll stop now. And I'm like, but then they come back that afternoon, drive back to the same spot. I mean, you drive around in circles. If you just like punched just out, just stay a, in one spot. Yeah, right, punched yeah. out an eight-hour day doing it. I'm not like they just that was just their way that they did it. But yeah, at that time there was you know twenty or thirty of us every single day riding up Fitzpatrick's and yeah, go yeah. the jump. Does that place still? Yeah, he still got it. Like yeah. he, he went through a lot of stuff like can do with his neighbour, but um. Yeah, you just had to push it all back into the kind of the natural hills and stuff. But so, but so now you go there and like. Everyone's old from that scene. Everyone that lives around there, like yeah. Egan's got his track for his kids, so he still rides a little bit. He has a ramp set up that I can fortunate enough to ride at. But the only other spots really matter is like Fice Place is gone, Twitch's practice place is gone, Fitzpatrick's always away with shows. So like now it's yeah, it's, and then it's like all right, you're not riding four or five days a week with everybody like you were. Or even like going to the tracks over there. Like I remember being over there, and it was every day of the week there was a track open. It was yeah. just like the dream. You go to the supercrosses, tracks under light tracks, and like then and shit. yeah, when I was back there, it, I think it was sixteen, like three or four years ago now. And it's like you're driving as far as you are in Oz to go to a track. Yeah, you're in the high desert, or you're in freaking wherever. Yeah, and you're like not, not. It's not the dream like it used to be. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm just older now, and it's different. Yeah, I think but, you just get old and over it. <laughs> no, yeah, you get jaded. I don't know what it is, but. I mean, you, you got to live those glory years over there, which was, it must have been a cool experience. Yeah, it was cool. And like I said, we just, like, you call a couple of people in the morning, like, where are you riding? He's like, I'm going to Fice. Oh, I'm going to go to Deegan's. And you're like, all right, shit, i got two options. And if I don't ride in the morning, I'll go. Were well, they always cool with you? Like, because that's the other thing that kind of surprised me a little bit. I didn't become a troopy. No. Well, yeah, like, you, you're not. You never like you were never down with even though a lot of that stuff is an act. I and was that's, down with the militia. You mate, were down with the saying? OG nah. general, but you were clean shaven yeah, little little funny. bake from Baxter and a funny story. Yeah, because I was never getting tattoos. I mean, would, nah. you, would you put a bumper sticker on a Bentley? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? <laughs> no, nah. I, I did. I regret a lot of them. Oh, I just I just get stupid <laughs> ones. I'd have Mr. Potato Head on my forearm. Right you never now. took if, yourself yeah. that seriously. Yeah, I, I just didn't. Yeah, nobody after me. I got one inside my lip. It says Ltd. Living the dream. Yeah, I got one there. Too. I got to, one there too. Meant to fade off. Apparently, it, it doesn't. It, mine just looks like an absolute. Yeah, yeah, you can see a little bit of it, but. Yeah, so um, I remember one time we were at Deegan's, and because Cam and I lived together, I'm like, yeah, he was rock star, metal militia, and I'm monster. 
Plankston, yeah. whatever. And he, he was using the foam pit at Deegan. So I'm like, well, let's just take one van. I'll, you hit the foam pit. He was practicing doubles. And I'll, you know, ride the ramp. And yeah. then Deegan said it fast and twitch. He's like, oh, you know, your buddy can't ride here. And they're like, oh, well, what do you mean? He's like, dude, it's the competition. But he never said that to me. But he was like. He's piping up a little bit. He's like, what's he, like, he, you know, what's he doing here? X Games is in a month. And, you know, he's over there practicing. It's yeah. It's your competition. Like, tell him to ride somewhere else. I'm like, all right, sweet. I mean, Cam's got to take his own car and I'll. Go, go wherever, yeah. but yeah, I mean, they were all fine. It was, yeah, it's because I guess like I, I thought a lot of it would have probably been for the publicity and the cameras when Deegan was all like, you know, militia, no one can ride here, yeah, and all that, that. That was, I mean, it was, uh, so to speak, like if you if he didn't like you, he wasn't gonna let you ride there, yeah. But I don't know, like, yeah, Nate, Nate was cool a little bit. I put him in check once because he stayed at my house for a couple of months and I. I took a trailer to, to the shows and I bought him and Adam's bike and Jim McNeil's bike back to my place so they could ride during the week. Yeah. When they're on, it was like a 16-week tour in 06. And so they could only ride on Saturday. And right. Nate's used to ride in five days a week. Yeah. And so I helped him out. They lived at our place. Like we had so many, had that many people living there, we ran out of tank water. Wow. But, That's um, right. Well, it was one of the crusty tours, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember. So yeah, they yeah. all lived there at my house. And then I got to America and it was like a month before X Games. He's like, oh, no, you can't really come over and ride. You know, I've got two people. I said, mate. You, you lived just up, lived at my house for yeah, how long? I drove. Yeah. I dragged your bike halfway across the country every weekend so you could ride. I'm like, I'm coming over. I'll see you in half an hour. And just hung up. And just yeah. Showed up. <laughs> pulled up in the driveway. Put my bike out. Geared up. And he didn't say anything. Nah. But I'm like, yeah. If you come to my country and you, you, you know, I help you out and let you ride and shit like that, then I come to yours. You expect it in return. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the questions I have is like, it, it, it seemed like such a clicky scene over there back then. It was, it was a hard scene because at the same time, yeah, they'll let you ride there, but at the same, like, but then I could never do anything in privacy. Like you do a new trick. Everyone knows about yeah, it. Like yeah. Nate, Nate was watching me practice a bunch of times. Like he wouldn't ride. He'd just sit there and he, or he'd have his roommate film it. And then, Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so it was a real, like the competition thing was real. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty hard to keep anything under wraps. Like yeah. you, you had no, yeah, you, I could only practice at their, at their places in front of all of them. So, yeah, coming up to a contest, you knew who was riding good. You, I, basically, the whole scene was from there. There was a few guys from Reno, like Adam Jones, Mike Mason. But yeah, their scene seemed cool back in the day. But yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, in Southern California, I mean, you fight and it gets noticed if coming up to a contest. So. Yeah, it was back when it was the hub of it all. Hey? So, yeah. all right, um, getting back, you talked about the south side thing and then – but uh, so you you start doing the seventy fives, three sixties, that year after X Games, where you got the the bronze medal. Yeah, I was oh six. Yeah, yeah, oh six, and then oh seven. Yeah, it snowballs pretty quickly after that. So you quit your job before X. Yeah, it was about that year. I was a four year apprenticeship, three years with trade school, and yeah. I mean, even in my second year, I had I had so many days off going away for trusty tour and that. Yeah, I had, and then my third year, I had to go in when the second years were there, and I think it was the last possible day at the end of my third year. I finished the last book and I had something like forty absences <laughs> being away on touring. But yeah. like the first year to me was easy, like. You know, it's like a book that's meant to be worth eight hours or something. Like, you'd knock it over an hour because yeah. I'd been doing that stuff for years before. My dad had taught me a lot. So all the first-year stuff is meant for people that have, like, never seen a machine shop, never yeah, done yeah. it. So, like, basically, you could, you could get you ahead could of You could get time. through, but as it got more advanced, it was yeah, a bit more important. Yeah, it slowed down a lot. That's why that's when I'd go in when the second years were in. But I'd have my video camera and, you know, one time went in and, like, showing 
people doing flips on the weekend and dirt bike shit and everything. And then the teacher's like, nah, you got to sit in there and you're not allowed to have your video camera because you're distracting the rest of the class. <laughs> I can't imagine young Blake being a distraction. Nah, not a distraction at all. <laughs> yeah, but like, they, like, I mean, it was for me, I'd sit there and watch it. 50 times over. Yeah, you're just trying to study, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but just watching, like, if I went to a crusty show on the weekend and I'd film there or something, I'd just Back in the old mini footage. DV days. Just, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it was a funny story. The first tour we went to, me and Cam made fake armbands and snuck in. We spent the whole night backstage. So <laughs> I, did, awesome. I just stood out the front and waited for the, uh, I think Luke Urek walked in and he was sparking up a bunger and he pulled his, <laughs> his sleeve fell down off his hoodie and I seen he had, like, a red wristband. So I just went to the news agency and got red paper and cut it around and put it, put it on a wristband. The security ain't got double check twice. That's no. great. Yeah, I walked around the whole show with my video camera and just in the change rooms, just killing it. Did you guys do anything much with Urek? Because like he was OG, OG like before you guys. I yeah, I just, we we hung out a fair bit when he was still in America. He was still going to America. It was yeah. like 07. Uh, like Bronny was over staying with me in 08, and you know we hung out a fair bit. He always went and stayed with Fice, so. Yeah, he yeah he he was an awesome rider. Still was he? Yeah, he came back and did a bunch of shows with us. Yeah, so yeah, he did Nitro a couple of years ago. Yeah, but, um, I was randomly like I, I rode a lot of Supercross with the Hot and Huntington Oz boys back in the day. Yeah, and Urek was did a road for that team. Yeah, one year, yeah and I ended up spending like a bunch of time with him and. Again, just super surreal because when yeah. I was a kid, it was like Urek Militia, mm. and then it's like you're just hanging out with him at I the remember, track. Yeah, riding. we went into the Docklands and I, when yeah. he won one X Games. It's like, yeah, this dude's my hero. Yeah, it would have been like well, like oh one or something. Like, yeah, it was oh one or oh two, something yeah. like that. Yeah, the Doc Mad Mike and came out and Carrie Hart had a T-shirt on and texted it said, "No backflips, don't ask." Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, that was after he did that one and everyone wanted him right. But yeah, um, all right. So you know, pretty much from there it goes. Pretty full on for you. Like it, went, it went full 07. Like, I just exploded. I could do any trick I wanted at the click of a hand. Like, did the raw flip, learn it within a couple of weeks from doing a Superman to looking straight down. So. Yeah. Because you were, then, were you the first guy doing that? Yeah. Like, the look through? Yeah. You did it at the Krusty Tour, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is the worst thing I possibly could have done. Because then everyone, so, yeah. And because by the time I got to X Games, I was busted and... It got second and third, I think, and then yeah, because Potter did it at best trick, right? Yeah, it's like a year later, someone else did it. I, yeah, the, the next year I did a heel click of three, and I got fourth and second and third were raw flips. I'm like that. I did that a year ago. Like. Well, again, that's something that I wanted to talk about because I feel like the point I was going to make earlier has come back around now is that your threes to me, like when Nate chilled his out, <coughs> yours were the probably the most legit in the world as in you were looking yeah, over your shoulder and who, yeah. I don't know who else was doing them at that point but at that point there was pretty much no one now like Luke Ackerman's doing huge yeah he does some crazy yeah crazy I mean, he's, stuff, he's obviously a lot stronger and he just muscles that thing around off the ramp and he, yeah, yeah he gets a much flatter spin did you see that natural terrain flip he did at that German thing he double flip natural oh it wasn't natural nah yeah I that 180 the, foot yeah. like had no part no part of pulling it around and just yeah. sat on the limiter and it rode out but and he, yeah, he double flipped the dirt hit too. That's right. So that's impressive. But yeah, I guess like I guess it was X Games, um, oh nine, right? You're yeah. doing the the, the 360, 360 Indies and 360 and you're doing that stuff, and it's getting scored less than tricks you were doing years ago that were backflips, and guys are doing backflip variations. It's I mean I can't even comprehend doing a 360 Indie, and yeah. that's. Gnarly, gnarly trick. Oh, Should have won best gotta, trick. Yeah, you just got to roll with the punches. I mean, that did suck because they told me when I did a cliffhanger flip that it was scored less because it was off a super kicker. And then old mate did the same trick he did the year before 
Officer would be kicked out. Yeah. So did he... Do you think it was because you weren't part of, like, the old boys club over nah, there? Nah, the one judge wrote the wrong score, like, got excited because he heard old mate was doing a new trick and he... Like, because they had the five scores and they averaged them out and they yeah. all had me in first and the one dude scored this other guy so high that when they averaged out, it went to live TV and it's like, oh, can't change that now. That was that and that would have cost you a lot of money, right? I, I mean, I did the math back then a few weeks after and it was about a $40,000 decision. Like the difference between gold medal prize money, sponsorship bonuses, and all that. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I, read, it, I think it, I read somewhere it cost you more than that. I don't know. Yeah, we probably, it was probably more than that. But I, I like you don't go there and think about how many, how much bonuses you're gonna get. Like, nah, you go I know with that's... the eye of the tiger. But I was just bummed because I mean, there's only I think three people, maybe four now that have won freestyle and best trick in the same X Games. There's Travis, Mike Metzger, and I think Levi. And yeah, Levi did it in 10 or 11. No, he did 11. just recently. What was it? Oh, yeah, that's right. And um, maybe Pages. I'm not sure. No, I don't think he did. I think Pages did gold silver. But, yeah, there's, that's like... That's yeah, you'd a, have been in a, a small group of guys. Small, there's no, yeah. Yeah, there's, yeah, like three or four people that have won both in the same X Games. And I was like, yeah, someone's bad decision, wrong decision cost you yeah cost you that Just, yeah. spot in the record books or whatever. yeah exactly so like going back to what i said earlier about you know what i said about jared being like having the highest metal count out of anybody but like i said step up snarly i'd never touch it i've got a better chance jumping under the bar but like if you <laughs> yeah. look at the record stats and now it says most motocross medals and like jared's in front of travis yeah like to me travis will always be king of X Games yeah. freestyle because, you know, a 90-second freestyle run doing the gnarliest shit off the gnarliest jumps. Like, yeah, step, like I said, step up's gnarly, whip's gnarly. I can't whip to save my life. Probably sound a bit biased here. No, nah, that's bullshit. You can but, do um, whips, man. Your yeah. C-downs whips are cool. Yeah, it's average. I mean, but, they're not like the new... Yeah, so, but breed, either way, but just to, like, to, to get that credibility in Amy, yeah, you want X Games, you want X Games gold medal, but... So when a freestyle X Games gold medal in a 60 or 90 second run or multiple runs where you're doing yeah. the gnarliest shit over and over, it's 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 just a little different to whip and step Mentality up. where you've got to, because that course in 09 where you won gold, yeah, that was one of the gnarlier courses they had, I think. Yeah, that had, that had step on, that step, step off, down, and right. you were doing threes off the step down that, Oh, wait, yeah, that's yeah. when I nearly died on the step down. I did. Was that 08? Sorry, yeah, and it just stopped rotating. You just yeah. sat on the limiter. I remember that. No, I placed the jump in, and then I just pinned it, and I just pulled too early because it wasn't going fast enough. And <laughs> it was pretty flat. It was a good three, but I'm lucky it was a step down. I had that little extra, extra time, time to, to pull come. it around. Yeah. But, yeah, so to me, to, like, to win those contests is is ten times gnarlier than, like to, like I said, no disrespect, but to win a step up or a, a whip. It's back in the day there wasn't all those events either. Yeah, I know, but so. now yeah, now with all the X games and that and freestyles has been has been skipped at a lot of them. You know, the medal counts kind of bounce around, but I don't think that I, I Travis should always be at the top of the most freestyle gold medals. Yeah, regardless it, of regardless the count. Around, yeah. yeah. I mean like running runners the same. Like he's one step up so many times and he's awesome at it. Incredible. Like but if that's what the record books say, but as far as if you're a rider and you know if what you it know, takes. you know, you know, yeah. But I said, like, no disrespect to Stephen. I can't do it to save my life. It scares the shit out of me. I'll, I, I don't want to do it. Those guys are amazing. But well, I think Jared, like, he's – and that's a, a cool little segue is that he was the next generation that came up under you and Cam. Yeah. You know, and – We bullied him. We coached him. Yeah. It must be cool for you guys to see where he's at now. Like, yeah. I, I remember saying to him back – I think it was, like, Krusty Tour when they shaved his head in the change room and he went – Absolutely ballistic. And I said, look, I said, you're going to have more medals than both of us one day. 
So, so just, just put yeah. on your stripes now. Yeah, and, yeah, I mean, like, like yeah, we, we picked on him a little bit, but at the same time, like, you know, we were coaching him. We were trying to get him to flip. Because uh, it took picks. him a long time to figure the flip out. a long time out. to flip. Like, he did, he did, like, 10 perfect in my phone pit right there. I'm like, well, come on, let's take it to dirt. And he just, every time, he just wouldn't do it. And, like, then me and Cam, they're like, oh, you little pussy, you little yeah. bitch. Yeah, like, but, you know, it's like a little brother thing. You're revving him up because you know he can do it. And like, well, like, he was you know, so talented on a bike, racing, yeah, supercross, so like, so I'm good. Like, I'm like, you're doing it right there in the phone. Like, you're perfect. You're good. Just, just, just do it. You yeah. just need a man up and do it. And, then, yeah, I know. That's the thing. It's like a little brother thing. But, yeah, to see where he's come now, it's it's amazing. Like, he's... And I think that's because of... You look at... I mean, geez, you look at X Games now. Like, um, my, my, my boy, he's like two. He loves watching anything on YouTube. You know, I just punch it on and he, we just sit on the couch. And it was 18, 19, 20, like X Games, whatever the year it is. I just yeah. put it on and we'll just watch it hanging out before we put Paw Patrol on or whatever. And and uh, I think 18, there was no Americans in the freestyle. No, there wasn't. It was five Aussies and a and Tucker, like, a Japanese rider. Like Adelberg, Levi, not like Levi's yeah. Aussie, but he's and New Zealand. Close yeah. enough. He'd love, he wishes he was um, Aussie. Who like Jacko, you know, and all those boys came up under you guys. Yeah, the Rashini, Jacko, yeah, Harry, Elderberg, Levi and Tucker. Yeah. No, not one American and Pages and not so not one American in the whole field. No, so Pages, is it I think Pages pulled out. The Aussies are the only ones crazy enough to keep elevating the uh, cuz like be. I I talked about this and again like this is the interesting thing for me is in when I moved to Oz I was still technically a freestyler, right? And yeah. I'd just come off of doing the stuff in the states, but not a level you were at, not at all. But I got hooked up with the the touring crew. Yep. And um, so I got a bike and, and I bought it for Franks and Yamaha. I ended up getting hooked up with Russ and I went out there to ride. And and in America, like the scene I was in, everyone was doing, you know, we were doing the Monster Jam demos yep. and the IFMA. And it's like they were working class freestylers. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like they were just getting by, but they still did it as a job. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then when I got to Oz, you go out to the local spot on a Saturday, there's a foam pit there. And these guys that are that, like you were, full time tradie, full time yep. workers, and they're just sending it doing yep. big stuff and it, it actually was the reason i got out of it because i was like the scene over here is really different these guys are doing it because they really love it yep and they're chasing that adrenaline yep. as opposed to like other spots in the world i think it's a little bit more of a it's just so gnarly now that i mean it, there's really no motivation and it probably is a bad thing to say but for an up-and-comer now that he's like oh, i want to do that i want to compete like the amount of like financials and just all that stuff you have to commit to it building a phone pit. like you can't compete these days unless you have an airbag or a phone pit. yeah so just even to get to that step like you can practice in your backyard and stuff you need land you need a place to build a landing and stuff and then if you want to go even bigger but still like you're not getting recognized now because like there's no contest for us. There's no platform for no, us to perform. Like there's what the like, barrier to entry is a lot higher now, and yeah. I, I think that 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 era of Aussie freestyles that came up under you, I guess they got into Nitro and X at the right time. Yeah, yeah? and it kind of yeah. But now, like a if you take away like Nitro, or whatever, like what other shows are there? Showtime does a lot. Yeah, but that's you know two three riders employed for the year. Yeah. Like what is there apart from that? There's there's not there's very little, there's right? Very, there's and very it's the same in the states, do. like yeah. Oh, there's there's a lot of shows going in the states, but I mean the money's r- like a tenth of what it used to be. But I mean, well, I know the money I used to make doing you know what we were doing over there, and it would have been uh, a nothing compared to what you guys are on. But you used to be able to get by on it, but yeah. I feel like now it yeah, seems now, to be completely different. And you know? so yeah, now that's why a lot of people like it's not worth the risk for. Basically, it, you know. So, what's your opinion of where 
the freestyle industry is at as a whole. I mean, it seems like, like you said, barrier to entry is really high. Yeah, you know, and, and I think obviously you look at X Games now and freestyle for years, it's once they stuffed it into Staples Center and just had two ramps and that, it kind of went a little downhill. And then we thought, oh, you know, we're going to Minneapolis. I wasn't competing, but I went to Austin and yeah. it was terrible. It was in the wind. That's right. I remember those years. Yeah. So yeah. then they can't. They didn't even have freestyle. That's the year, year after. Cam was. I remember being at his place. He was doing the the quarter the flare, flight. Yeah. Flare, yeah. Yeah. To hit his head on that one. <laughs> he didn't even get close. I remember that. That but, was. Um, yeah, that so, was rough. Yeah. So then and went to Minneapolis. And we're like, oh, it's going to be indoors with a big stadium. They might actually, you know, build a proper course again. But same thing, like two seventy-five foot ramps and a super yeah. kicker. And, and for you guys that have come from them big courses, that must be so demoralising when you're like, there's nothing to separate me as far as skill, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, at the end of the day, there's there's nothing. Take like Pages runs insane. But um, like he's in a league of his own. Like and Levi was in a league. But of his could own. he do all that crazy shit off hundred and twenty foot ramps and dirt hits? It would be a little different, right? He would still do He'd enough of those, and then yeah, he he would do enough of those where his other tricks he would just fill in. So yeah. like yeah, he he could no, yeah no doubt he could do it. But um yeah, it's it went to Minneapolis, but it takes up excuse me so much floor space, but. I see it as now, like the last time they had six people in the whole contest. Yeah. It's, so where does it go from here? I, I think freestyle, my honest opinion, is probably will be out of X Games soon. They'll just have the best whip and quarter pipe. Yeah. Anything that has interaction with the crowd sort of. And, and it's so much, it's like step up, step up and quarter like quarter pipe, so easy to understand. Old mate jump this high. Oh, it's sweet. Like freestyle, is, the fans now just, you know, they're, they haven't been following the sport for years or whatnot. There's the group of small hardcore ones, but like yeah. if you're in the crowd at X Games, you got no idea what's going on. No, as far it, as if a guy if does a 60 second run and you're like, huh? Like, oh, I kind of didn't understand why that was better. It's it's too much, and then a judge's score comes up. Like, it's yeah. not easy to follow. Like, step up, you may either make it over the bar or you don't. And yeah, that's I think that's one of the highest rating shows they have. That's what I hear as far as engagement with the audiences on socials and TV. Yeah. Like, step up kills it. And best whip, pretty easy concept. Yeah, exactly. Like, do a bigger whip. Thing. So, yeah, and it's, it's quick. It's over in, you know, quick five-minute jam and then a shorter one after. Like, it's action. It's in your face. It's all there. Like, freestyle when, you know, there's a bit of a downtime between each run and then someone goes out and then you're like, oh, I kind of look what the other guy did. Oh, no, he scored way more. Oh, no. Yeah, it's... it's, yeah, it's kind it's of the same as, thing. like, trying to shoot into a Supercross race. We don't know what it is. It's yeah. not It's not easy. Yeah, why is he on a yellow bike? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a hard thing to follow. And I just think, you know, with freestyles, obviously been on a down tangent, a lot of bad luck with weather. When they did well, them. I think, like, as far as events go, like you say, it's either ramp to ramp. The riders don't like it if you're doing anything. I mean, yeah. even, uh, you know, the Nitro World Games, they were doing the big ramp to ramp courses, and that, yeah. to me, just looks pretty gnarly. Like, Yeah, I mean, they're consistent, but, like, I, it was just weird just riding a contest to a... To a, to a portable. To a wooden landing. Yeah. yeah cause um, especially with 360s, because at least with dirt, if you land sideways... It's going to grip a little it's bit. It's going to get a little bit of bite, but if you land sideways on a portable, you just slide out. It's game over. But um, to, here's what I think, right? Like, I don't know. You see... Um, remember skateboarding in the 80s? I mean, not that I really remember it, but yeah. you, you hear about it. It was just exploded, right? And then it died, and now it's made this resurgence. Like, I don't know what the FMX resurgence is going to look like. I, I'm not sure. There's Financially and everything like that, they're not going to bring back big courses. No. It's just... That era's gone. Yeah, yeah. there's... Like, with outside support or whatever and X Games and stadium high or whatnot, they're not just going to turn around and go, righto, let's bring back a huge 
soccer stadium or football stadium and, and build a huge nullia. Um, yeah, the the only GFC put pay to that along with everything else. Yeah. But so, all right, if it's not going to um, make that contest resurgence, is, is the new model, and I mean, we can get into it, not specifics in dollar amounts, but for you, you know, the majority of your income would be the Nitro Circus contract and then obviously Monster and, and your other sponsors. Yeah. But, you know, they've obviously changed your contracts to not revolve around um, yeah, competing I mean, anymore, right? Little, yeah, it was a few years ago and I just said, look, I'm I'm not going to double flip. Like, I've, I'm basically, I wouldn't say I was, I said I'm not done competing, but I'm not going to X-Fighters and I'm not going to, like, risk it all for, yeah. for yeah to try and learn a double flip now and the potential of just getting hurt again. I'd, I'd rather be at every event all year. I think it was after I did that, there was a period of, because the f- five years before that, I was spent at least six months a year injured, like having surgery. Yeah, it but, was pretty much like you'd go to an event or train for an event and either win or bust. Yeah, I, yeah, I pretty much my whole first five years of my career, I'd either end up on the podium or in an ambulance. And then that went on until 2000 and. 11 was the worst because I crashed the night before at X Games and it wasn't even a bad crash. I just slid out on a 360 at Parlour, the place we were practising, and it blew my knee out. Did the ACL again? Yeah, and yeah. it just was like a size of a football, so I couldn't ride. And, yeah, that was the worst. I watched Nate win and I was really pissed off. But, yeah, after that... Um, I did, be, I did yeah. speed and style, but that was the only thing I competed Oh, that in. was a cool little uh, deal for a few years, hey? Yeah, that was rad, but I, like I said, I said to him, I'm not going to go do XYs and double flips and all this. Like, my FMX competing days of being a podium guy, that's just, just it's, I don't, yeah. don't want to risk it. So And they were they were open to work yeah, with you? They yeah. were fine with that. I said, look, I'm still going to troll my ass off and be at pretty much every event. Just go a little close to the mic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, a bit far away. Um, yeah, just... Um, well, ra- I know you struggle to sit still, so we'll yeah, try and wrap it up pretty soon. Yeah, I'll be, I'm getting <laughs> I can see you starting to get fidgety. Yeah, yeah. I ran out of water too. Oh. Need a beer. No, um, <laughs> so, yeah, just... Um, I just basically... Like, Nitro, at that point, had a lot of shows. I mean, it kind of sucks with everything that's going on now. Obviously, we've got none, but... Because, um, yeah, it was like crusty and then that finished and then i think at the same time you were heavy into the competing scene yeah then that kind of wound up and then you guys would have stepped straight into the nitro yeah, like the world tours, tours we right were insane like i think uh 2017 was probably my business year i did i did 52 shows which is if you average that that's one a week but i mean some of those we'd spend a month in europe and we would do 15 20 shows over yeah. a month living on a sleeper bus like full, and as bad as that sounds, the sleeper buses are amazing. Full rock and roll spec, like yeah, well, the tour no, because buses, cause the rock and roll guys, right at the back of the bus, there's like a big lounge, yeah, like, where's a bunch of seating. When the rock and roll guys go on those buses, they get the big double bed, like a, it's like a oh, the actual house, yeah, it's yeah. like a little villa at the back, like a little bedroom suite at the back. So when all us peasants get on there, they obviously they just change all convert the it, yeah. So they pull it out and they just put a big lounge there with two TVs, and, and then and you guys whatnot. are crammed like sardines, yeah, into no, the, bunk the, beds. Yeah, the European buses are amazing they're two-story and they sleep 16 and there's enough room for 20 15 people to sit downstairs and 15 people to sit upstairs so you never short a room but in america they're single story they sleep 12 and like the back lounge fits maybe five but all yeah. your knees are touching in the middle and oh, then the front man. lounge fits five so there's like, it's just dudes fighting so on like, each yeah, other do you want to watch a movie oh, i'll jump in and watch that and <laughs> some dude just squeezes next to like fracker with a bag of chips just <laughs> with his elbow on you and just all over you yeah, yeah. you're like yeah you know i'm just gonna watch a movie in bed and you get in your bed and there's a dvd player that folds down from the roof i'm like i don't know who uses dvds anymore <laughs> 
I guess they're a bit outdated, right? Yeah, and then the the whole thing rattles and clunks along the road. But anyway, we could talk for hours about bus stories. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I won't even touch the tour stories that I'm sure you've got because there's probably a lot we couldn't even bring up. Yeah, no, leave that out. Yeah, we'll leave that out. No, it's it's fine. But yeah, like being on tour for that long, like I said, like 52 shows in 2017. I think my last one was um, AusX Open and it was a... Awesome, got to come home and finish the year off in Oz. Yeah. I might have gone to Abu Dhabi after it, but yeah, it was, I was in South Africa, India, we did New Zealand, we did a bunch of shows in Oz, and then a shitload in North America, so it's Canada and, and as well. And yeah, it was just non-stop. Yeah. Like, the worst thing is is America when you try and fly, because they've all got these central hubs like LA Airport, Atlanta, Dallas. Yeah. So, and they're and obviously, obviously the shows we do are not in those major cities so every every week's like one flight uh, three flights to get to your destination so you're yeah. doing six flights in one weekend yeah, it's not like flying to sydney or adelaide well australia's like, got their major cities and then most of the cities where we do shows there's either a flight there or it's an hour drive from a yeah, certain airport, airport. Yeah, yeah. but yeah over there you're like oh we're going to this city and if i want to go to los angeles airport it's probably you don't ever want to go to los angeles airport basically but you just yeah. summed it up yeah. it's about an hour and 20 drive with no traffic which is great at nine o'clock and you can do 100 mile an hour but very rare but in the if you have to get a morning flight like give it up give up you're going to take three to four hours in traffic to get there and then you'll fly from one city to the next and still have a second flight it's just easy to go to a smaller one and have three flights for the day yeah it's it's like a 12 i can i went to the east coast one time and i worked it out i could have been from my house in california i could have been at my house in melbourne quicker than i went from from california to like pennsylvania yeah the west coast is a horrible hub to fly out of I mean, back in the day, you used to be able to go to San Diego and get to a lot of spots, but they've changed that now. Yeah, they st- then they, you either go to Phoenix or you either go to Dallas, and then it's just, I don't know. It's just like a hop, skip, and a jump to go anywhere, and then they're always delayed. They always lose your bags, and you miss a connecting flight. Then and they suspension give you suspension gets lost and whatever. Give you a else. hotel voucher to stay at some shithole for the night, and then you come back in the morning and do your last flight. That, that happened like four weeks in a row. We spent, yeah. I spent like four weekends in Dallas and just at the airport hotel because our we were delayed and we missed our connection to the little shit yeah. town we were doing a show. It would drive you crazy, but the, the joys of tour life, right? But, um, all right, so where you're at now in your career, you know, Nitro's a big just part of it. Just killing it, mate. Yeah, just, just killing it. Living the dream. Sleeping on your mattress and money and everything, you know? <laughs> nah. <laughs> but, um, just kidding. But as far as uh, the future goes, like you, you got – this is because I know you, you've done some, you've done a bit of radio stuff over here as far yeah, as. Yeah, like, I mean, I've, I've kind of got the gift of the gab. It's just. Um, and you've done some presenting with Oz X and you did the celebrity V8 supercar deal. So it's like, what? Not that I want to put you on the spot, be like, what's the career plan when freeze? But you put me what are you now? Spot. 30. You put me on the spot. Nah, <laughs> 35. Is that it? Yeah, I'm, I thought you I'm like that. 16 in the brain, 35 <laughs> in the heart, and 60 <laughs> at the knees. Yeah, yeah, the knees would get you. Yeah. Um, so I thought I'm, you were older than that. I'm I don't, I don't too, act it. Nah, that's probably it. Yeah. But, I mean, you got, um, you know, you, you got Hayley, you, you, your partner. We were, going, we're meant to get married in a couple of weeks, but that got canned. Oh, you were? Wow. Yeah, we're going to Bali for a wedding, but that all turned to shit. Bali wedding, that's what I was planning. I think we might do that next year. If we yeah, I don't there, think you want to go there anytime soon. It's a bit uh, of a shit show over there because uh, they rely heavily on tourism. So everyone's yeah. running out of money and they're all looting oh, and robbing. No way. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I was there last year. It's a good time. You just get a nice villa. We pretty much had everything planned and then... Did you have it booked? Yeah, I paid everything. We we went there like a week before everything shut down. We flew there between shows to like meet the 
villa people and the planner yeah. and like finalize everything like signed sealed delivered we're ready to go she's got a dress i got my suit and then all this shit happened so oh, wow, that's awful but anyway it is what it is probably Boy, just saved her another she'll yeah. make an oldest man out of you eventually yeah um, but anyway she gets another year off before she's tied to me so hey so you, guys. you got the sausage dog yeah um any kitties coming soon? Nah, no. I gotta sit still first. Like as far as America, Australia, I just so that just, that'll happen after you reckon? Yeah, I mean, like I've got, you know, I've got another couple of years riding shows, but I. So are you, are you like contracted with Nitro through to a certain? Time no, there's or? no no, and especially right now, there's no long term contracts with. I <laughs> I wouldn't imagine yeah. with any form of work or sport that no, the motorsport has been hit. In a, or just any events anything. in general. Yeah, yeah. Event, I'm talking regular stuff. Like there's a lot of things where. You know, people have lost businesses or work or whatnot. So anything long term, it's every, probably every, not the most upbeat time to be doing this. But it's probably the only time I'd catch you in yeah. the country long enough to do it. So, but yeah, like what I'm saying is, like most people, you had a bit of security of what you were doing for a couple of years. But right now, like we have a four or five planned shows in September for Nitro, when which may or may not happen. May or may yeah. not happen depending on what state they're in and depending on whether the people will still show up or what what. I can't I haven't even looked at where the cities are, like what states are in and what's there, because there's 50 states over there. Yeah, it's so, just weird. Some states are open for business. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Some states are completely locked yeah, down. Yeah, so I, just, I don't know. That's that's here. But either way, the the what you're getting at is, um, yeah, probably like ne- this year, next year. And, you know, obviously I don't want to be doing backflips forever. The body does want to do that forever. Mm. I'm, I'm still fortunate that I can still ride a show and be, you know, I, think- I wouldn't say... Well, you've been I'm riding. I'm never going to be the best out there. Like you got Harry and Cheney and all those guys that absolutely kill it. But I'm just I'm consistent. Like, no, but you've so. been riding at a high level for so long that you're you can your base riding level is pretty high, right? Yeah, just in, not in the whip comp. I get embarrassed <laughs> by Vicky Golden. She smokes all of us. She does big whips though. Yeah. So, um, but no, yeah, it's like it's more. I've noticed over the years, it's not how good a rider you are. Like by yourself, it's being able to adapt to like the nitro bomb or doing trains yeah. without running up someone's ass or like some dudes they get their two stroke and they click it in a second and they need thirty feet of run up and yep. then they need to accelerate then pop the clutch twice to make sure it's revving and then hit the ramp like shit I can start in first gear with twenty feet of run up or you can give me four hundred feet of run up and have a guy on a five hundred cc in front of me and he'll slow right down before the ramp yeah. And you just need I to think adapt. bike skills go a long way in those environments. Yeah. You know? So nowadays I'm like, I didn't used to care where I was in the train. Like 07, just bust out a rule flip and look forward and there's like three Back people in front, front of me. Yeah, 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 and yeah. you're like, yeah, hey, whatever, that's all good. Now I'm like, put me in the front, I'll lead it. <laughs> I know when to take off. And then as soon as I land, I literally like do a trick land and then just go right and give it a little throttle blip and just turn like just hard right. Yeah. Well, I remember one year at Melbourne, they had the three, the BM, they call the Trigana, the triples, the three BMX doubles on the right. And Rod Labor's tiny yeah, already. It's small. Like, yeah. If you, if when we go three wide, you're riding out of a corridor where you can't go three wide. So the guy in the middle has to like sit back. So his handlebars are basically in the like other, just, other, yeah. other guy's back. So like my front brake lever and my clutch lever were in Travis and Cam's back when I was sitting in the middle. And then they just peel out as soon as the stadium opens up and I accelerate through the middle so we can up, jump yeah. side by side. A lot of trust. So yeah, we had that. Yeah, they're like, all right, you guys do like a twelve rider train, and then there's a quad bike, and then the snowmobile coming after that. 
Like you crash a quad bike, and you crash a dirt bike, it just falls over. Like you, if old mate comes off the quad, that thing <laughs> that just things keep moving. Yeah, so yeah. I'm in the front, and then it used to be just the, the gigantic ramp on the left, and our freestyle setup. And then when they added the BMX triples, they landed, and there was like a padded wall basically at the base of their landing. So they were hitting that and spearing off and dropping their bikes on the resi landing after our jump, and then oh, all man. the bikes were on the other side, and I'm just landing. I'm doing a U-turn, and there's like bike, bike, bike. I'm just looking at the quad, looking at the snowmobile. <laughs> Like just get me out of this way. I don't like, want to be in the way of this thing. Yeah, because yeah. in the snowmobile, it's probably slow down a bit quicker than the quad. But yeah, my main thing was the quad because old mate would flip it and he'd hold it on the <laughs> limiter. So if he'd come off that thing, it's already in second gear. The back wheels are doing about 80 mile an hour. And you don't want to be anywhere near that thing. Yeah, it'd nah. just plow into the wall. It's a want, lot of bike right there. Yeah, so I'd just try to turn. But when they had that extra ramp, there's BMXs flying out the way and shit and like they're all running off from their ramp because they're getting out of the way of the guys of there and then it's just shit scattered everywhere so yeah I, I lead the trains now I, yeah it's, uh, you get that um, what's the word with uh, with age comes the age seniority comes or something no, age comes the cage that's when you get a roll cage but yeah so you see yourself like it, moving on like you, you know you, you got some more years and I'm sure you're always going to be involved in doing shows and being around it but eventually there'll be something next like do you have a, a segue plan to, to Cause like you got it's good, such a hard you, plan, but I mean, as far I know as it evolves organically, but like you got good socials, and that's a big part of any platform nowadays. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a huge factor compared to what it used to be. But I mean, yeah, four four wheels for me would be awesome, but I I don't actually see it being a, any kind of a career or like a paying career because yeah. four wheel stuff's so expensive. You don't think Monster's going to put you in a car next to Cam mm, Waters or something? Nah, oh, no, no, <laughs> no. I need a lot more practice before that. So yeah, it's. It, it'd take like what I did with dirt bikes back in the day, like a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot yeah. of financial input on my myself to to do it. And yeah. I, I've done that a little bit in America. Like I spent money, raced some rallycross. I'm fortunate enough now Yokohama pays for the car stuff I do, but it's it's little dribs and drabs, little events here. Like they're, they're still decent events, but it's not going to turn into like I'm going to get a NASCAR deal. Or yeah, UK. yeah. Like I'm, I'm never going to make it V8 supercars. That's no way. I'm just race that on the simulator. So yeah, it's think think about stuff other than that. You know, announcing, commentating, and and things like that. So yeah, like I'm having fun with the full stuff, but I'm still you're aware of where it's I'm, at. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware that I'm I'm not not just going to slip into a paid drive somewhere and yeah, and I, mean, keep I know doing what the, I'm doing now. Yeah, the motorsport model is not it's not um, especially in the car scene. It's completely yeah. different. But no, I guess it's just interesting because obviously, um, like you have had. Maybe outside looking, it looks that way, but I feel like you've had quite a methodical career and it's been planned out and, yeah. and you've had longevity because of that. Yeah. But um, at the same time, like, you know, where you got to know at, when it's, you got to know when it's, yeah. Uh, like I know, and I'm just lucky we have so many shows with Nitro and like, shit, I've already done 300 and some 330 shows with those guys yeah, over yeah. since 2010. So yeah, it's been a decade of touring with those guys and, Jeez, has it been 10 years already? Yeah, 2010 was the wow. first one. I mean, and so I, if, ever, if the world back goes back to normal, um, yeah, they well, had plans for a lot of shows next year, but, you know, with everything that's gone on, like, shit, if they do five or ten shows next year, that might be the only thing I do on a dirt bike as far as events. Yeah, true, so that, true. that's that's a real slap in the face, awakening call. Like, shit, if you're only going to do five or ten shows next year, where are they going to be? Is it even be worth it? Like, 
what does Monster think about that? So, but again, you it's, know, it's social a, media, you got to keep up with all that. So. It's a dynamic environment changing, right? Um, well, I mean, the whole world's changing at the moment, so that's that's the scary thing. Yeah, but don't even get me started on that. Like, it's yeah, it's we bizarre where we're at. I think we talked a fair bit already. Yeah, but, but I guess we'll leave it leave it there, mate. Because I said you I can know do a version two if you want. I'd love to. I mean, you can yeah. play it back and talk about all the lies I just told. Yeah, we'll, we'll, point him we'll, put, point you the, we'll point you on the record. <laughs> yeah. Um, nah, hey, I appreciate you coming in, man. Like all I right. said. Um, yeah, thanks for having me and hear about all the shit I've done over the years. I just basically bragged about how good I was the whole time, you know. That's what we expected. But <laughs> <laughs> nah, because like, you're, you're actually pretty elusive as much as you're like. I talk kinda, it up. I definitely talk it up here and there. I still you, Yeah, but when, when you can wrangle you to do it, but like when you're at home, it's just like you're at home and you're yeah, doing I, your thing. I, and I like being at home now. Cause yeah. What do you want to do? I'm like sit on my own couch for yeah. for a couple of days because I don't sit on them. I sit on a- airport chairs and then sit at this airport for six hours. And then I sit on a little puddle jumper for two hours and I go to another airport for two hours. I'm like, that's that's the weekend yeah, for me. Like, I'm like, what, what's your idea of a good time is like just staying in, in yeah, my house. I want to stay home for the weekend. Yeah, it's tough. Like, I used to be like that like before we had the the family and stuff. It's like you get home and yeah. you just want, you know, you don't get that luxury anymore when you've got a kid. You know, they're just like Monday I'll find morning. out one day. Yeah, you will. Well, you yeah. got the sausage dog. They're still oh, yeah, yeah. Was, I got a little lesson in parenthood and she got through the bin and ate the whole chicken carcass the whole skeleton and so <laughs> babies don't do that but i know yeah. but wait, i had to watch it for two days to make sure the bones yeah the bones yeah. didn't get stuck but she shit them all out but still yeah in saying that that's probably the same thing that happens when you you know you can get yeah. sick you got to look after it for the whole day it's but. a yeah it's a change up but yeah it's definitely like you said when you got to mature i got to mature a little bit maybe <laughs> we'll see we'll see all right man hey thanks for your time and hey, um appreciate it Thanks we're for having do, me. We're doing the handshake. It's cool. Yeah, it's okay. That was that was a handshake, guys. Just yeah. in case you know, did you hear the, 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 the friction? There? Yeah. <laughs> so I know you guys can't see it, but it was a handshake. All right, guys. Blake uh, Bilko Williams on the Inside Dirt Show, and um, yeah, great interview. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, no worries, man. Talk I don't you. mention the handshake thing because I think it's illegal still. <laughs> we'll probably cut that bit. You're meant to bump elbows. We do that. Bump uglies. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs>